you're never going to achieve your goals and be the person that you want to be if you're enslaved to your desires. Sometimes focusing so much on what you want and what you think you want, not realizing that what you need is far much better. Welcome to the Really Personal Podcast, where there's no room for sugarcoating and beating around the bush. I'm your host, Marianne Addis. Things are about to get real, y'all. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to another episode on the Really Personal Podcast on this Marianne's Mindset, where we will bring awareness to the difference between what you want and what you need. Indeed, it has been a few weeks since our last Mindset episode, and for that, I am so sorry for that. As you all know, I'm a music teacher full-time, and I also sing in the Houston Symphony Chorus. And these last several weeks have been super, super busy. This past weekend, I was fortunate enough to record three Mindset episodes. Yes, three of them. And they are ready to go. And I'm so excited. I can't wait for you to hear them. And so I think that's going to put me back on track. So I'm really sorry for that. You know, life gets in the way. It's really nice to be back on the really personal podcast. And so let's get straight into it. Our mindset, our short episode, sometimes focusing so much on what you want and what you think you want, not realizing that what you need is far much better. You know, there's a big difference between want and need. When you want something, it feels good because you're excited about getting it. Sometimes you think you want more money when you really want more freedom in your life. Or sometimes you want more self-care time when you really just need to start saying no more. Sometimes you want to lose 30 pounds, but what you really need to focus on is your relationship with your body and nutrition. Sometimes you want is a lower number on the scale, but what you really need is to start loving yourself now and falling in love with the process. Sometimes you think you need a partner to love you when all you really need is to love yourself. When you need something, it feels bad because you're thinking about the absence of it. I want a new phone so I can take better quality photos. And I'm reminded of that every time I use my old phone and the focus is not the best and it's bothersome. You're like, oh, I need a new camera. I understand for a job, but that sensation is what I'm trying to get at. Not so much of don't get a new phone or don't get a new camera when you need to supplement it or exchange it. That's completely fine. But it's the mentality around it, what that consists of. And it's the frustration, the absence of it. At the moment, I'm single. And if I'm around someone for example, who wants a relationship. The flirty engagement, intentionality, and connection seems progressive. However, if I'm around someone who needs a relationship, then I can sense that desperation and feel overwhelmed. I want us to really focus on the sensation, the feelings that surround the wants. Wants are desires, which are non-essential for survival. They change over time can be non-fulfillment that may result in mental distress. They differ according to different people. Needs, however, are essentials 
necessities, essential for survival. They do not change over time. Non-fulfillment can lead to adverse outcomes, and all individuals have the same basic needs, more or less. The catch-22 here is that it's really wants versus priorities. The difference between wants and need is self-control, and this is where we're going to really spend the majority of the time on this self-control mindset. Life doesn't always give us what we want or expect. Like when you step back after some time, you realize that, hey, that's exactly what I needed at that time. You may ask, well, certainly not for every situation. And my answer to that is yes. For instance, I needed my parents to be alive. I didn't want them to die. I prayed for it. I prayed for it to not happen, but it did. And with time and much healing, I've learned to embrace the new change in my life, to grow from it, to learn from it, and to keep moving forward. It's the unexpected mastery of self-control that reveals your inner strength. So the self-control is, I can be overcome by being so overly disappointed. Yes, I didn't want that to happen, but it is what it is. And whether just deciding to have my mind, my effort, my intention completely focus on what happened, on what I didn't get, that I'm trying to overcome that by diverting myself, diverting my attention into mastering self-control where I'm learning from something, I'm growing from something. You know, self-control is strength. Calmness is a mastery. Despite the disappointments or the actions of others, at the end of the day, you can't allow others or certain needs to control the direction of your life. And the need was, I didn't want my parents to die. I could not imagine life without them. Did I let my life dictate that feeling, that sensation? that emotion? No. What I needed to do was to survive. And that is where dedication to work towards that goal became all-consuming versus just perpetually being disappointed. And one of the biggest lessons I've learned is not to allow my emotions to overcome my intelligence. A want, you know, let's give it another name. One that is often used to exhibit the intensity of the want, desire. You're never going to achieve your goals and be the person that you want to be if you're enslaved to your desires. I desire a bigger home. I desire more money in my bank account. I desire a killer job. I desire a new bathroom. We can go on and on, and that desire list is so large, so big, so many of them. And you're never going to achieve your goals and be the person that you want if you're enslaved to those desires. You know, doing difficult things require discipline, patience, not desires and wants. I can sit here and say that I want to be a better person. Then what? Me just saying it. It's almost the scene in the office when Michael says, I declare bankruptcy. And he thinks that's going to swipe clean, you know, all of his bad financial decisions in life. And that's just not it. Just declaring bankruptcy does not absolve him from that. And just declaring that I want to lose 30 pounds, that's just not enough. There needs to be more. And that's where self-control comes into play. You know, doing the difficult things, being patient, trusting the process, saying no to things. And that's mastery of self-control. Now, if you're asking yourself, why are we diverting into self-control when the topic at hand is all about distinguishing between wants and needs? Well, it's because we cannot discuss wants versus needs 
unless we dive into self-control. We can want this and that. We can want more money. We can want a relationship. We can want a luxury car. We can want a high paying job. We can want a bigger home. We can want children. We can want a thinner body. The constant wants are meaningless. Self-control, however, is stopping these grasping wants. Self-control is taking a moment to intelligently discern what is needed and having the emotional intelligence to recognize when a want is not a need. The way to head in that direction of mastering self-control is avoid comparing yourself to others. When we compare, that's when we start to create these wants. Whether it's looking through social media and seeing, oh my goodness, this content creator has more than 10,000 followers where I have less than 500. That comparison will lead me into, well, I want that. And I'm gonna be fixated on that number versus the process, versus working towards the goal, versus looking and recognizing the achievements that I'm making. So avoid comparing yourself to others, what they have, because that's gonna be the absence of what you have reflected that you lack. Another thing is to reward your little achievements. Your goal was to work out three days this week. Reward yourself, whatever that is that makes you feel good and accomplished. If you had set out the goal, eat healthier that week, and you are able to really adhere to a well-balanced meal the whole week, give yourself a bit of a recognition of that. Recognize your achievement and really embrace that achievement. Feel that encouragement because often we can't depend on others to give that to us. Another thing is to passionately work on your tasks. You can easily, including myself, can be distracted and see what other people have and what I lack, that that pushes me further and further away from adhering to my task, doing what I think is right in regards to get me to my goal. Or if I work out for a month and I'm just like, oh my God, I barely lost some weight. How is this other person able to lose weight? Well, we don't know how long they've been working out or their bodies. All of us are different. But as long as I continue to work towards the goal, embrace the process of working out and having a healthy life, that's important. Another thing is delete the ego and delay the gratification. When I wake up in the morning, and I've always been like this, and I was thinking about that this morning, I love sleeping. I really do. And even if I get five hours of sleep, or eight. I love sleeping. I know that it's very easy in the morning to just want to stay in bed a bit longer, to skip out on the workout because I just love sleeping in so much. That is delayed gratification. And that is a mindset. That is something that I continually have to work on to go, no, you need to get up. You need to start the day early. You need to start on the right foot. Most of the time, we don't feel like doing stuff. You don't feel like eating well. You don't feel like applying for jobs that you may think that you're not qualified. You may not feel like going for a walk every day, but that should not be so dominant that it influences your actions, that you don't do the stuff, that you don't try to progress. So who cares if you don't feel like it? You do it. One example that one of my friends had told me recently, and I thought this was such a brilliant, simple way of looking at things. I understand that when we are in the business of developing a healthy mindset, really 
take care of our mental health, our physical and emotional, spiritual health, that sometimes the complications of things can be over our heads, or it could be so at a distance that we don't know how to get to that point. And my friend was able to just rearrange a phrase to where it was so simple that it applied to everything that she did in life. And her thing was when she walks her dog, when she tends to walk her dog at night, she said, most of the time I have to really use the restroom. So instead of focusing on how much I have to use the restroom, I focus more on getting home, finishing the walk. And she goes, that feeling, that sensation applies to her in every life decision, every situation. And that works for her. And that's simple. And I'll be honest, when I heard that, I go, yeah, sometimes we're so worried about, okay, yeah, you have to go to the restroom or you want this. It has to happen. Instead of going, I'm getting there. It's going to happen. That's where I need to focus on. Because if I just focus on that, it's going to maybe slow me down. It may be mentally very jarring that instead you focus on, I'm going to get there and there will be a relief. That is a very simplified way of mastering self-control is how you're able to approach a sensation, approach an intense emotion that you're putting away your ego and you're focusing what needs to happen at hand. So delay your ego, delay gratification. Lastly, embrace your weaknesses unless you want to live with them. I wish I was the best DIY person. I would love to build shelves. I would love to redo my whole bathroom and kitchen. I wish I had not just the tools, but the capabilities and the intelligence to really do those things. And I know my limits. And I know that I can't really do those. I've tried. They were epic fails. For example, I took out a door out of my bedroom and I thought, oh, I'm going to add like a six panel to it and paint it and do all these things. And I was unable to get the door reattached to my bedroom. And for the last, I want to say two years, I have not had a door to my bedroom. So I know my limits, but I embrace it and go, you know what? That's okay. It's okay that I'm not the best at DIYs or best at doing home improvements or carpentry. I know that's a weakness of mine, but that's okay. I have other strengths. And those are the things that I'm going to really focus on. Not the lack, like embrace it, go, yeah, I can't do that. That's okay. Versus, oh, I can't do that. This is really going to control my life. This is really going to impact me. I'm not going to be able to achieve the things I need to achieve because of this weakness. We cannot divert our attention. We cannot divert our goals by focusing so much and putting so much attention to our weaknesses, our ego, the instant gratification, and the comparison of other people. You know, having needs are important. So let me ask you, what do you think is easier to fulfill? Needs or wants? And if you said wants, you are correct. People already know what they want. They want it, they buy it. Just because they need it, it doesn't mean that they're going to have to buy it or get at it. Sometimes the need is strong, but the want is not. So having the need to set boundaries in order to feel safe, whether it's a trauma response, regardless of a legit reason to need things, that's a need. And that's okay. If the need is anxiety-driven, then that's something to look at. I always say be inspired instead of being anxious when you're pursuing something or you're going after something. A better way to redirect your wants and needs is to focus more on what you need to do and not what you want to do. You want to look better in clothes, focus more on what you need to do 
And that could be consistent taking actions and being patient with the process of having a well-balanced meals, exercising, going for walks, journaling, meditating, all those things. It's not just working out in the gym that helps you lose weight. It's also like the way your lifestyle is, your approach to life. So it's better to focus on what you need to do to get to that, not just what you want. What you need to happen and what you want to happen are two very different things. And sometimes the things that we want are the worst things for us, even when they feel so good. I know it's very hard to accept that reality and to go off in that way because it almost feels as if like you're like having a self-betrayal in a sense to give up the things that feel good momentarily. I'm employing to you to redirect that mindset towards self-control, to be okay when getting what you need versus what you want. Sometimes what you want will lead to more devastation in the long run. Be open to recognizing the signs early on and being okay with telling yourself, no, telling yourself, I know better for me. Telling yourself, I know what I need and this is not it. I'm just going to do things that are hard. I'm going to take action. I'm going to move forward. And that's not to say you cannot sometimes do the easy, fun things that feel good in the moment. Of course you can. It's about being aware of it and understanding what you're doing right now. Are you being reactive? Are you being discerning? And that might be a bit unnerving and unsettling, but in the long run, it will be the best thing for you. We have to recognize the wants that can cause harm in our lives and to recognize the wants that will not lead to the person that you want to be. It's amazing how we we can become victims of our desires and what we want instead of focusing on what is needed. Take the time today to write down or journal or to even take time to think about what are my wants and what are my needs and how am I getting them to confuse? Am I moving in the direction that I need to move in? I think that regardless of where you are in life, whether it's in a relationship or not, discerning about making a big career change in your life, any of those things, going through a grief, going through a death, going through uh, a marriage, people that are making big approaches in life, you know, take a time out and go, what is it that I need to do? versus what I want, one, one. We can get so caught up in the wants. In regards to wants and needs in a relationship, I think that it's it's very important with self-control to also visualize your uh, intense emotions and that sensation. So for example, in the context of a relationship, that I want to never feel anxious about my partner taking distance or space. That's what I want. But what the need is, is that to have a fulfilled life and to enjoy when my partner is busy. You see what that little tweak does? I mean, even saying it out loud, it brings a lightness to it. Another one would be not having to ask for what I need. As women, we assume that the men should know exactly what our needs are. But instead to say, what I need to do is voice my needs. To always be the number one priority in my partner's life. The need would be to understand my partner's has other responsibilities and desires. If the want is, I want to never feel jealous or insecure. The need would be to know that jealousy and insecurity are just normal feelings. A want would be, I want my partner and me to always want exactly the same thing. Where the need is to be able to navigate our inevitable separate wants and desires. Wants and needs. 
a want would be, I want my partner to never make me feel uncomfortable or anxious. Okay. The need would be to be able to be calm and reassure myself when my partner cannot do it. Another one, which is very common, is like, I I want to never feel lonely or bored within my relationship. The need would be to understand that loneliness and boredom are normal feelings. It sounds simple for me saying this out loud, right? I'm just tweaking or rephrasing it. But that's what you have to do. It is a tweaking and a rephrasing. That is what self-control is, is taking these initial emotions, initial reactions, and framing it in a very different way that really encompasses lightness, encompasses action, encompasses putting yourself first, encompasses strength. And that's where the mastery of self-control will come to light, will come to being, is to make those tweaks, those revisions immediately. So when you're saying, I want my partner to know my needs, and you say it out loud, change that to, I need to voice my needs. And I will put these examples into the show notes as well for us visual learners. But that's what it takes. And I it goes back to what my friend said. She says that when she has to pee on those walks, that she just focus on getting home instead of just focusing on the sensation that she's feeling right now to not let her emotions overcome her. I hope that this episode was helpful. It's an interesting topic. Just the other day, I was having this conversation with someone about wants and needs. And I just flat out asked him, like, what are your wants? And it was very interesting. He couldn't really tell me what his wants were. But as we were talking about relationships, oh, did the list came flying out. It's an interesting approach in life to really be self-reflective, to go, okay, this is my initial want, but what do I need? And to accept that what you want may not be the best thing that you need. (laughs) 